You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. All right, today's topic, we're talking about steps on the leader's journey. And I, okay, so moment of transparency, I'm just going to come out and say it because I struggle with the word conscious and putting that into a title. So I'm just going to own it. I'm going to say I struggle with this word. So it's the five steps to begin the conscious leader's journey. Did I do it right? Yes, you did. (laughs) And I'm so thankful I have Jen here. We met uh, doing a network call. And I, after we got done with the call, I was just I was like, man, I just have to do some type of an interview to be able to have her come on and talk about leadership and some of the lessons and some of the things that she's learned. She is the founder of Activate Within. Um, She also does a lot of coaching and consulting. Um, So actually, if it's all right, Jen, I'm just going to turn it over to you. We do want to hear about your journey, a little bit of how you became to be who you are, uh, because that always kind of makes you a real person, right? So that's where Mm -hmm. we want to start. And then we'll jump into some of these lessons. I'm going to take some notes, might ask some questions. Uh, but I can't wait to get and hear a little bit more about what you have to offer. Oh, thank you, Tim. I'm so pleased to be here. I appreciate the time. Uh, so as Tim said, I'm Jen Urso, founder of Activate Within Coaching and Consulting. Uh, my business, uh, the mission of our business is really to lift humanity through the power and platform of business. And a little bit about my journey as to how and why I founded this um, I guess it would start back a few years ago when I was working in Washington, D.C. in strategic initiatives for an insurance trade association. And I worked with, uh, consulted with, uh, led different groups and programs that were focused at C-suite leadership for the insurance, insurance industry. And so I had a, a span of experiences that touched upon how leadership was evolving for that industry. And I also talked with a lot of professionals within the organizations. So really having access to levels, um, all all levels within the organization and talking with them about how professionals felt about um, the state of leadership today and watching the struggles and the challenges of all professionals. Um, I, I, I got a really good inside view into some things that I found to be disheartening and also to be a massive opportunity. So I had this inside view into the professional world, if you will. And simultaneously, I was questioning my own path within my career and profession. Uh, I had been very um, cognizant of my career journey. I was very invested in my career development. And at the same time, I felt disenchanted and misaligned in the kind of work that I was doing too. And it had nothing to do really with the industry per se. The, the, the deeper that I went and I dug into who I am and what I want to be bringing out into this world, 
I realized that there was a gap in leadership in what I was witnessing. Um, it was unbalanced. And mm. so I made the decision to exit my career and to take a sabbatical and to go on a spiritual journey and an emotional journey of giving myself some time and some space to clear out um, the clutter, if you will, um, that I had been inheriting and I had been building internally and really come to a place of how can I bring my purpose into this world and how can I use a platform of business to help people be their best selves mm -hmm. and how can I help leaders to lead in a way that is really rooted in presence and awareness and integrating uh, some skill sets that are not always taught to us. And so as I became more aware of my own purpose in this world and what I wanted to do, it became easy to create that path and that foundation for others. Yeah. Uh, the thing when we were talking, the thing that stood out to the, me the most was how you were willing to take that radical change or implement a radical change in that radical shift. And I think that's what a lot of the audience identifies with is sometimes we feel trapped in a situation or we tra trapped in our careers or trapped wherever we are. And sometimes they're not willing to take that radical shift. And I, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit trail on this one, but I think it's really, really important to bring out because I, I guess one of the questions that automatically comes up is, man, if I, if, if somebody was in that exact position, what would you say would be like one step? And then we can get into some of the other comments and talk, but what would you say would be the one step that they should start on? Because I know there's a lot of, there's a long path that you took and you know, you found, there's a lot, but what would be that one first step that would be really critical for someone that finds themselves, um, I don't want to say discouraged, but maybe disheartened or just disillusioned and all of a sudden waking up to the reality that this isn't the way I really wanted to go. What would be that first step? Yeah, that's a great question, Tim. And thank you for asking that. I think that the first step that I would offer to any individual that feels that way, that feels misaligned or disenchanted or discouraged, or maybe a little lost within their current construct of their career and their lives, um, or an organization too, because an organization finds itself yep. at a turning point as well. It's, it's the same process. Yep. And the first step I say is to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, it's human nature to be driven towards pleasure and away from pain. But I say that when you take an objective stance and you kind of remove yourself from both the sensations of pleasure and pain, you realize it's the same energy. It's uh, just an emotional range on different ends of the spe same spectrum though. And so understanding, yes, there are gonna be moments that feel good and delightful and I feel solid and stable. And there's gonna be moments where I feel really unstable and uncertain and it's okay. All of these feelings are okay. It's just part of the journey and part of the process. And um, going through a transformation, a metamorphosis process is going to be uh, a journey. And it's going to be, like I said, comfortable and uncomfortable. But as soon as you become okay with that, it sets you up for a process that's going to be much more effective. Yeah, I, that is so awesome because I, I, I agree 100%. I, I, I love what you said. I love the way you explained that. It's incredible. So, uh, so along the way, you're talking about there's gaps in leaderships. There's a lot of different things. I know you're talking, we've got five steps that we're going to touch on as far as in the, the journey, but go ahead. I, I'll give you again the floor because I, I thought that was really important. I didn't want to miss that. I thought it was really, really a cool little step, but, um, but go ahead. We'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> sure. So like I said, in my journey with working with from C-suite to emerging leaders and everything in between, 
I, I really found that uh, the gap, I would say, is an internal process. And so I've come up with five steps to just becoming a conscious leader or starting a conscious leadership journey. And before I go to the steps, I think it's important to talk about a couple of things. Uh, what is conscious leadership? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And yeah. right, um, a lot of people hear that and they can kind of resonate, but there's still a little bit um, missing for them. And I would say that consciousness is a state of being awake, aware, and fully present. And that's not always easy in the world that we live today. We have a lot of noise that's being thrown at us. We are in an age of sensory and information overload. Mm. And so wading through that and finding presence is super important, but also not always our immediate go-to. And so really becoming a conscious leader, whether that's an individual personal journey of aligning with your deepest and truest wants, needs, aspirations, dreams, goals, or if it's an entity like an organization, that is uh, coming to a turning point and wants to align and or redesign to really enter into the next phase of leadership that people want, expect, and need, uh, the process is going to be the same. And so really committing to being awake, aware, and fully present. Yeah, and um, also, you know, I think that what we're seeing is a microcosm of what's happening on the global stage. Uh, we're certainly in an age of balancing and transition and transformation, and people are hungry for alignment. They're hungry for a deeper way of living and working and being. And so what we're seeing here is uh, society really entering a phase of societal renewal, and that certainly applies to the organizational uh, workplace. Mm -hmm. And uh, going back to the Balancing Act, we have swung into one direction of really doing, 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 and we forget about the being and how to integrate those energies. And so I think that society is also asking for those kind of energies to be balanced. So that's just a, a little uh, little food for thought as you think yeah. about what a conscious leader I, I entails. Love yeah, I love that whole aspect of that, the consciousness and the being awake. Um, and then you mentioned about the, the it's almost like we have an abundance of information and a scarcity of an attention because we don't have enough yes. time to consume all of the information that's being thrown at us, whether it's on social media or newsprints or wherever you're getting your information, there's an abundance of information. And truly there's only so much time that we have to absorb it. And our attention span is, is just constantly being bombarded by all of the messaging. So yeah, it, it, it's so Man, there's so much we could probably talk about that, but let's keep going on. What's this on this yeah. on these next five? I'm, I'm excited to hear about the five steps. I agree with everything you just said, and so we'll leave it at that, and we'll go to the yeah. five steps. But yes, all <laughs> great points. Uh, so I already mentioned the first step, which is becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable and mm. uh, really stepping into that state of being, which again goes back to the state of awareness and putting on that lens of uh, change management, and that's in order to really impact and have um, effect in, in the change process, it's going to be become uncomfortable. And so being comfortable with the state of being uncomfortable has massive value. Mm -hmm. And then two is come to the table with an open head, heart, will, and hand. And this is a model that uh, is actually taught through a class that I'm taking 
through MIT right now um, that's uh, leading from an emerging future. And it's, it's pretty simple in con conceptually, um, coming to the table really with an open head that is understanding that some of the preconceived notions that we have are going to have to die and that we're going to have to incorporate new ways of thinking and being. Um, open heart, uh, that is a big one, you know? Compassion towards self and others, uh, the collective, those that you're directly impacting and those that you're not. It's, it's, it's time for us to have a new level of compassion, awareness, and integration. Um, an open will means that you're willing to change. And this goes back to being uncomfortable. Some of that process is not going to feel comfortable, but it's necessary. And so understanding that your will is a demonstration of your desire to change personally and collectively. And then hand, that's the action part. So when you come to the table using an open head, an open heart, being willing, and then turning that into action that demonstrates the change that you're wishing to create. And again, this is on a personal level or an organizational level. And it's an excavation process, a distillation process, an extraction process of digging deep and identifying the components that work and the components that aren't working and being willing to dismantle, reorganize, and redesign. <laughs> and then number three, oh, I'm sorry, did you have a question? Well, there was just a lot there that we covered in like yes. two, two minutes. I'm like, man, there's yes. going to be so many things you could dig into that because I think that could be just one topic all in and of its own. It's like, so can you, maybe if, we, if you don't mind, can you just pause on that yeah. point too? Because sure. I think it's so important when you're coming to the table with an openness, um, like what would be a good example on a personal level and what would be a good example on a business level and how would you implement something like that? I know we're going to talk about implementation here later, but like a practical thing, let's just pause on that because I think that's a big, big concept. Sure. On a personal level, so I'll reference a lot of the clients that I'm working with currently. I just don't name I them, but say, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly attract, you know, people who are, are not happy in their current careers and want to just, you know, quick fix, you know, like, what should I do? And uh, the excavation process is so much deeper than the work that you're doing right now. It's identifying your values. And I don't think that we always pause to really identify our guiding principles and values as it stands today. Who I was two years ago is not who I am today. And so right. it's constantly reassessing and saying, what are the parts of my life that feel really supportive and good and where I feel aligned and fully alive? And where are the parts where I feel dull or deadened or toxic? And then having the courage to say, I'm going to have to remove those parts. I'm going to have to modify them. And that's not easy because that gets down to our intimate romantic relationships and, and the kind of relationships we have with our partners. And then it's our family members. It's the communities in which we are involved with. It's the way that we show up at work. It's not only our whole profession, but then distilling that down into the pieces and parts mm -hmm. that make us feel alive and those that don't. And That's so perfect. it's yeah. really an overall distillation process. And then having the right guides and tools to redesign and change things so that at the end of the day, it's a completely different picture than when, when you started. 
yeah. at an well, organizational you, level. Well, let me is, pause on that because I think yeah. there's a word that you used there and it was courage. And that, yes. and to me, that's a big, big word. Uh, I've done a lot of study on courage and the misconception is that like, well, a lot of people, they don't have courage, but truly courage is just acting in spite of your anxieties and in spite of the fear. And like you said, going back to the point one with the comfort, because I think courage is what allows you to act when you're uncomfortable and allows you to act yes. and move through that. So I, I love that statement, but go ahead with the organization yes. or add to and that, then, whatever. You know, actually, I, I would just love to just extend one thing that you just said about the yeah. courage is that I have a teacher that I'm working with right now who says the sensations, excuse me, that fear produces in your body is oftentimes the exact same sensations that excitement produces in your body, but mm. you have the capability to choose which one it is. Am I going to label it as fear and then go down that path? Or am I going to label it as uh, excitement because I'm going to step over it, over the fear into the unknown and into all the things that I'm actually wanting to create in my life. And so you have the distinction and you have the ability to say, I'm going to label it as this. Yeah. So tying that into what you just said, coming to it with an open yeah. head, you know, with your head being open yes. and willing to accept new concepts and then the willingness to be able to change those two keys right there. And what you just said, I mean, you apply those right directly to that. I think that is an incredible way to be able to apply that to a personal life. That's just awesome. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. So real quick, we'll just go to the organizational perspective on this too. And it's again, quite similar. It's an organization saying, well, first revisiting really what the purpose is and then saying now that we have an open head heart will and hand and it's different when you have a group of people you know it's it's different getting everyone on uh, the same set of principles and operating norms and reconfiguring the way that they work together but it comes down to the exact same thing what's working and what's not what are we willing to extract we'll take the best parts of what we're doing and we'll set it aside and we'll lean into those strengths and we'll bolster those strengths where are the areas where we're not showing up as our best selves and why? And then how are we collectively going to dismantle it? And how are we going to allocate the time, the energy, and the resources? Because this is a whole nother initiative. And I know there are many competing demands in the organizational world. But when you really want to do this kind of work, when you want to show up in the world, within your organization, within the global stage as a conscious leader, then it's going to require those investments. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great stuff. All right. So we, in effort of time, let's keep moving on. What's point three. What do you have for us? <laughs> yep. Creating filters and then using those filters. So this goes down to the purpose and the why, and then supporting action with those. So for example, 
me as an individual, I'm going to go individual and then organization. Uh, like I said earlier, I think that everyone could benefit from constantly reassessing their, their guiding principles, their goals, and their why from an organizational level too. Your mission statement often says what you're doing and for whom, but the why is really your deeper level and that is what guides the work of the organization. And so uh, really coming to a very streamlined purpose and why, and then using that as a filter for all actions. So as new initiatives come through the door for an organization, does it support or does it hinder or does it just block what we're trying to do, the purpose and the why? And on a personal level too, you know, just being very clear on what you actually want and then going forward and making sure that your actions support that. Yep. Uh, number four is to understand, embody, and practice energy, energy balance and management. This is also a big one that we could probably do a whole other podcast on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the premise here is understanding the energies of vision and action. Some people will call this feminine and masculine, and that has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with feminine energies of intuition and stillness and listening and creating a vision. And then if you wanna call it masculine energies um, of doing, of action. And I like to think of the example of driving in a car. If you were to get in a car and you had no vision or target of where you're going, you just started driving, you wouldn't get to where you wanted to go. And likewise, if you got into the car and um, you just started driving, and I think, am I getting this right? If you got into the car, you started, you didn't have a target, you just started driving, you wouldn't get to where you want to go. Opposite side of that is if you just started driving, you would have nowhere to go. So, so the point is that you need to have a vision and action. You need right. to know where you're going and then to have aligned action to get you there. And so that's when I talk about um, really understanding the different energies and balancing and managing those. And then the last one is integrating purpose and profit. And I think this is really important for the world today because I talk with people who think of money or currency in um, a negative view and um, how it's completely separated from purpose. And I disagree. And I think that in order to have your purpose come alive as an individual or as an organization, um, the world, the, the currency uh, system that we use today requires money. And so I don't think that's a negative thing. I think that when we, we are right with that and we understand that it's a channel, you know, um, in order for my purpose to come alive in this world and for me to do good work in this world, I need to create a money system and that's okay. And so integrating um, purpose and profits at a personal level and an organizational level, I think can bring ease and, um, and, and just understanding of, of the system that we're working in. Yeah. So you tie that back into point one and two. And the fact that if you come to the table with a preconceived notion that money is evil, money is bad, that goes back to point one and point two of the fact that you have to be uncomfortable, totally cool with being uncomfortable with it. And then also realize that maybe this is something that is a preconceived belief or a notion that has to be broken, that you have to yeah. adjust. Yes. And, and really our belief system dictates who we are and the way that we're experiencing life. So much of what we're doing is, is 
funneled into our belief system. So yes, I totally agree. Yeah. So on all of these things, I mean, these are great. Like you said, we probably could hold uh, an entire <laughs> interview, 30 minutes just on each one of these points. Cause I think as you dig down they're they're really, really incredible. Um, how did you start to implement some of these things when you made your uh, transition. I mean, you stepped away. You basically said, I'm done with my job. I'm going to just go on a sabbatical. I'm going to just go away. And then all of a sudden you come back and now you're back into where like I am for, I, I, based on our conversation before. So I have to bring in that, but based on that, the fact that I am fulfilling my life purpose and I'm actually doing what I feel like I was called to do. So kind of tie those, those together. I mean, like you've obviously walked through this. How has it been? What's the experience been for you? Well, like I said, it is a journey. We're all on a journey. And so I, I'm still on this journey and I, I embrace and celebrate the journey that it is, the peaks and the valleys. And coming up with these five, it's really just looking back at the past couple of years of my life and saying, what have I done? And then how can I create some sort of prescription or model that will help organizations? And I've been working with people that I have been incorporating these and and seeing the change that they're experiencing. But for me, I didn't, I didn't walk away from my job um, knowing what I was going to do next. It, I knew that I had a desire to do something meaningful in the world. I knew that I had experience and education um, behind that. I knew that I wanted to incorporate consciousness and the spiritual side of life. But I had no idea what lied on the other side of that fear slash excitement. Mm. And so... This, uh, when I talk about these five steps, it's something that I, I've walked through on my own and then I'm continuing to walk through and that um, when I practice, I feel grounded and I can see and feel real change. And when I use this with other people, I see uh, similar change as well. And so, but really my experience was walking into the unknown and having to go through the same kind of excavation process that I, that I've talked about here today. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so awesome. So, uh, I have so many questions and we're kind of about a time. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I said, that's a good thing that what that does though, is it gives a reason for somebody to contact you. And I mean, especially if they've got a lot of questions and they want to dig deeper into this, how would they get a hold of you? Um, I know you sent me your, your uh, website and I know you're building that and I know, I'm sure it's going to look totally awesome, but in the meantime, um, you know, just for yes. the sake of uh, verbally, how would they get a hold of you? How, how do you want people to get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, email would be best. And that is Jen, J-E-N-N, at activate-within.com. And like you referenced, my website is being redesigned and rebranded, uh, but that should be up and running shortly. And so I'll leave that as well. It's uh, activate-within.com. Yeah. And I'm sure by the time this airs, it'll be live. So we'll be good yes. to go. <laughs> so you can Great. find it. Right um, so one other just off the wall type question. If you could pick one favorite book that you've read for your development, what would that one book be? Conscious Capitalism okay. is a book that I find to be very impactful on a business level and talking about the strength of capitalism, but done in a conscious way. It's, it's a guiding light to me. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I'm sorry, but I, I want to leave two more because uh, that's I fine. I know so people important. Want, every time it's always like, it's okay. It's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, one. And then another one would be Ram Dass be here now. And 
untethered soul. And so I, I really strongly practice and model and teach incorporating all of these different philosophies into who we are today and bringing that whole self into your career, into the world, into the organization, the way the organizations lead their people and celebrate and embrace who they really are and mm -hmm. create a safe, brave space for wholeness. And so a lot of what I do is using all of these different philosophies, business, yeah. spiritual, and otherwise. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, and I, I'm so thankful you shared those because uh, like I said, sometimes it's just one, but then they're like, no, I got to give you this one and this one. These are good ones. I had to. <laughs> I <love Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any other, like, Hey, if, if you take anything away, what would, this is the one thing I want you to take away from, from what we talked about, or is there something sure. that is like still on your heart that you're like, look, I just, I've got to share this. Sure. Thank you for asking that. I would say that seeing as how we are in this great time of change, you know, people are speaking, the world is speaking, people are demanding, commanding and asking for change. And I think that every single one of us are change agents. And so I believe that the world comes alive when we do what we're meant to be doing and what we want to be doing. And that process is a courageous one. And sometimes it requires completely redesigning our lives, but the reward of feeling the level of fulfillment, satisfaction, and deep, deep happiness and relief from finding the path that you're meant to be on. And then really doing the hard work to make that come alive. It's a personal journey. It's an inwards journey. It begins with the individual. And when I talk to organizations, I say the same thing mm. because it's a collection. And, but each one of you needs to be on board with going inwards and digging deep. And so I invite everyone to begin that journey and it's, it's not always easy and it's not simple, but there are wonderful ways to get in touch with yourself and understand that it's a strategic process to bring forth your gifts into the world. Mm. Love that. I'm going to end on that. I'm not even going to add anything because that was just so spectacular. That was just great. So I Thank appreciate you. that, Jen. Um, so until next time, guys, man, just, really truly appreciate you listening and if there's anything we can do we'd love to hear your feedback we want to hear about the changes you're making we truly want to know what kind of uh, life that you're living so until next time we'll talk soon i hope you enjoyed this episode of small business made simple if you learned something insightful actionable or useful that you're excited to implement in your business please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.